0: Hey and welcome to Ahead of the Curve, Mini-Clinic Monday, I am Jonathan Gellner and today we're dealing with parents. This is a hot button topic because I think for the most part parents get a bad rap or what ends up happening is one parent ruins the reputation for the rest of them. So joining me today to discuss parental involvement is Alamo Heights head coach Jason Thompson. A few months ago I started following what Jason was doing in his program and noticed how often parents were involved. So he and I discuss several different ways to do this without crossing boundaries. After Jason and I's conversation, I'll read some fantastic user writings. But let's get into the show with Jason Thompson. Coach Thompson, thank you so much for joining us on the show today.
1: Jonathan, thank you very much, man. It's an absolute pleasure. And I just want to say before we get started, thank you for everything that that you're doing with the podcast and the way that you're helping grow the baseball community. I think it's absolutely fantastic.
0: Well, I appreciate that, and and I think that we as baseball coaches are all just trying to leave the game better than we found it, and that's you know that's the whole reason for starting the show. I just I would feel selfish if I got to have conversations with coaches like yourself and not able to share it out with the rest of the world. So again, thank you for joining us. But today we're going to talk about a a topic that is talked about a lot, but Probably not from the perspective that we're going to talk about it today, so I'll just leave that teaser out there. But today's topic is about parental involvement and quote-unquote dealing with parents in a program. Now, you guys take a different approach, and I've noticed this, you know, a couple months ago, and I was really intrigued by how you guys deal with, with parents. And so talk to us about how you guys get parents involved in your program and really the stance that you've taken about how to use them, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but use their skill set and use their involvement to the betterment of your program.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think there's two overriding factors for, for us when we look at parent involvement inside of our program here at Alamo Heights. And number one is I think we have to shift the paradigm as high school coaches from talking about dealing with parents to working with parents. And, and I think once you make that shift, um, that, that gives you a completely new light to shed on things. I, I think that, you know, the, maybe, maybe the, the old school model a little bit was, you know, parents were supposed to make sure their kids got to practice and they're supposed to be in the stands on game day and they're supposed to be supportive and they're not supposed to question and they're not supposed to, you know, cross the gate and they're not supposed to do a lot of things. And, and we take it very personally when they do question those things. I don't know that that works in today's world. So I think that that we have to, that we have to shift the model. And then the second part of that is I think that we, we have to look at giving our parents as much involvement in our program as we can without giving over ownership to our program. And those are really the two overriding factors that, that weigh every decision that we make when it comes to working with our parents. Um, it's been very, very successful here at Alamo Heights. It it's, was successful at, uh, at, at the school I was at prior. And so we're, we're fortunate to, to have great parents that, that work with us and do a great job. And, and we hope that, that all that success continues.
0: No doubt. And and I love that perspective. And before we started recording, I was talking to you about, you know, for me being one of the younger coaches, I'm about to turn age 30. I don't know if that qualifies me with being an older coach or not, but it's I've always had the perspective of getting away from parents because I didn't, you know, they're older and it feels like it's one of those things that it's like you don't want to get too close to the parents because of this or that. And so I, I'm really interested to see where this is going to go today. But talk to us about you know how you get them involved specifically, and you know some of your reasons why, and and just go into you know a little bit of details about that.
1: Sure, absolutely. Well, let's let's start with the reason why, right? Because that that's supposed to drive everything we do. I, I really think that your your program as a as a high school coach, your program is is going to begin in the home and and in the home of your players. So I, I remember my, my dad coached for 36 years and I can remember him talking about, you know, you go to practice and you spend all this time with these kids and you're around them at school um, and you're around them in their daily lives. And, and you you have all this time that you've invested. And if you're not willing to work with parents, things can get derailed within five minutes of your player getting home from practice and and walking in the door and and mom and dad asking how their day went and what went on at practice. So that's that's kind of the why. You know, we we want to be as close as we can to being on the same page with our parents at all times. Is it a perfect world? Of course it's not. You know, are there are there times that that we don't see eye to eye? Absolutely. You know, if you've got sixty or seventy kids in your program, or, or whether it's twenty or thirty kids in your program, um, the Chances of everybody being happy all the time are slim to none. But I think the the more transparent you can be, I think the more you're willing to work with those folks. I, I think the more willing they are to accept the things that you do when they believe that that it's in the best interest of their of their player. So with that, our our biggest things are are this. You know, we we want our parents to know that that we love their kids and when we have our big parent meeting every year which is something that, that I know that most coaches do you know that's one of the first things that we tell them is is you know what we're we are absolutely going to love your kids every single day regardless of whether we win or lose regardless of whether they strike out hit a home run wh- whatever it is and then it's our job to work every single day to prove that and so i think that's a big step right there i think we have to do things to to go out of our way whether that's showing up at a summer league game, you know, whether that's taking the time every once in a while to to check in on a kid, whether that is, you know, taking a few minutes here or there to, you know, to ask how his day's going, or whatever the case may be, I think that's a really important thing. And then the second part, yes, you know, some specifics of, of the things that we've done. And and I mentioned the parent meeting, which again I know a lot of people do. I, I think maybe some of the things that, that we do here that might be fairly unique. Our parents, knowing that if they have a question about something, they can pick up the phone and they can give me a call. Uh, they can shoot me a text. They can come by my house. I will I will gladly go visit with them. You know, there there are things that that we ask our parents to stay away from. You know, I, I don't I, I don't like to talk about philosophy. I don't like to talk about uh, statistics. We don't talk about other players, kids, and, and, and we don't like to talk about playing time. Um, which is which is a pretty standard four that most coaches stay away from but beyond that i want our parents to know that if they had a question about something that we're doing um, or if they have an idea of how to make our program better we want to know about it and we're happy to listen it may not mean that that we can do everything or that we can do it exactly the the way that they originally bring it up but but we want to know we want them to know that we're happy to listen and 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 if, if it's something that we can do we're going to jump all over it because we think that 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 strengthens our program that strengthens the relationships in our program and that's what this is all about we try very very hard to to let our parents uh, be as involved as they can in for example fundraising that that's one of the key things which I, I know that that parents being involved in fundraising may not necessarily be may not necessarily be a, a new thing but um, for example our our big two fundraisers that we had this year. One we call our annual Alamo Heights Baseball Derby, um, which is where we try to bring in alumni and the Little League and folks from the city, different aspects of our community. And we have a parent group that essentially completely runs that. Of course, you know we meet, and myself and and my assistants will be involved with that. And our parents do a great job of you know, running everything through us so that we, you know, we do things right, we do things the right way. But in terms of how that event goes off, we try to give them a lot of autonomy to to make those decisions and and do a lot of the you know, do a lot of the ins and outs of it. And they do a great job with it. You know, we could we could go on from there. The the second big fundraising thing that we do is is we picked up a you know we picked up a media guide this year. And and I think that's a that's a great story of parent involvement. Apparently, the the media guide for the baseball program is something that that had been done several years prior. This past season was my fourth year here, and at least in the time that I had been here, I I had no idea that that was something that had ever been done. I had one of our moms call me in July of last year and ask if she could swing by my house and visit with me for a few minutes. I said sure, and she comes in and and she lays it out. and She's got this fantastic idea of how to rejuvenate this this media guy that, that had been dormant for, you know, for quite a while in our program. And so I, I gave the green light on it after talking to our athletic director and getting a thumbs up. And this mom went to work putting committees together and did an absolute fantastic job and did so well. You know, not only does it highlight our players uh, as it should, but I think she did a great job of highlighting our community as a whole and and that's a really special thing and that was completely parent driven
0: and i think that the the more season that i get i think that parents are really wanting communication like they want just to be informed because at the end of the day you know our players are their kids i mean that's the end all be all with that and so is there any way that you guys or you specifically stay in communication with uh, with your parents consistently
1: Yeah. So when, when I interviewed for the job here, of course, you know, one of the questions and, and I think, you know, most of the coaches out there that have interviewed to be a, to be a head coach have gotten the question, you know, how are you going to work with, or or maybe the question was, was in the the old light of how are you going to deal with parents? One of the things that, that I promised to do right off the bat was I want to over communicate with our parents. And so uh, for example, for us, when we are in season, our parents are going to get a weekly email from me. Um, it's going to outline every single practice day that we have and what time practice is going to start, time it's going to end. It's going to tell them what the you know what our game schedule is for that week. Um, I try to stay in front of and and two or three weeks in front of spring break, for example, try to make sure that they have all of the information on exactly what time we're going to practice. If we have something out of the ordinary coming up, if we're taking pictures for the media guide this week, or if we're taking team pictures, you know, we're going to try to make sure that they're aware of that. Just kind of those those basic things that I think a lot of times, and and you know, and even me early in my career, just kind of took for granted that you would pass that information on to the player, and the player would get it home. You know, and 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 we both know that. That, that doesn't always happen and, and that's not necessarily with with malintentions at all. It's just, you know, we're we're dealing with sixteen and seventeen year old kids and I I probably didn't do a great job of relaying information to my parents either. So we wanna try to we wanna try to put all of the info out there and be as upfront as we can in terms of what's going on from week to week and what to expect. We also do some things that, that, that are a little bit different in our weekly schedule. Jonathan we we schedule in every single week once we get into scrimmages and games, we schedule in a day off Mm -hmm. for our players. And there are two major reasons that we do that. Number one is because I want our guys to be well-rested as the season continues, both physically and mentally. And I think early in my career, I was probably very guilty of maybe not knowing when to tap the brakes and just continuing to push push and push and push and push. And uh, I, I think there were some teams probably early in my career that that i limited their success at the end of the season because of how hard I pushed early. And so learning how to manage that has been really important. And And you ask, well, how does that how does that factor into parent involvement? Well, I think that goes into the second thing, which is by doing that and by our parents know that we're doing that. Then our kids have the opportunity to schedule doctor appointments. They have the opportunity to schedule tutors. They have the opportunity to plan their week in terms of their academic week, if they have a project, if they have a big test coming up, things like that. And I think our parents are really, really appreciative of that day that we give our guys each week. And that, that's been a hard thing. It took many, many years for me to get to the point where I was comfortable with that because I always felt like, man, you know, we're going to get behind if we do that. Right. But I, but I tell you what, Jonathan, the, the payoffs for us, um, since we started doing that in terms of on the field and off and in terms of, of how our parents have, have perceived that and viewed that. And I think that goes a long way to maybe showing them that, you know what, we, we care about the full person. The baseball is important. Obviously, winning is important to us. But at the same time, as much as as much as I want to win and as much as I hate losing, it's not as important as that kid being a great student. It's not as important as that kid's mental health. It's not as important as that kid graduating high school and loving baseball so that when he's 30 years old or 35 years old and has his son, Um, that he still has a passion and a love for the game that he can pass on to to his son. So those have been been some specific things that we've done that have been really, really good for us. I love that. And
0: which day of the week is your scheduled day off?
1: So typically we're going to take the day off uh, the day after we play our midweek game. So if we scrimmage or play on Monday, we'll take Tuesday off. If we scrimmage or play on Tuesday, we'll take Wednesday off. You know, now, obviously, we'll still work out during the athletic period. Typically, that's going to be a you know weight room workout or, or whatever the case may be. But but we, we take it off after school. And that's, um, you know, that, that's that's winter. There's there's times where, where that's tough because there's times where our coaching staff sits down and, and we know that there's things that we need to that we need to work on. But it's something that we've made a commitment to uh, because we have, how we feel about our kids and, and how we want to make sure that they know that those other parts of their life are important to us. And, and so it's something that we've stuck with.
0: I really like that. And, you know, a former guest of mine, Butch Chaffin, said the same thing. They take they take Wednesdays off. That's their doctor day, their go get a haircut day. And so, you know, it's something that not a lot of lot of programs do, but, you know, it's it's something that yourself and, uh, and Butch's program both do and both have tons of success doing so. And so that's something that, you know, we all have things that, that we're really sold on and all have things that make you think. And that's one of those that that I think that you could take a look and go, you know what? Maybe that's right. And so, I know that that works for you guys and that's that's fantastic. Well, before you go, I've got a I've got two things for you. One is going to be our contact information at the end, but I wanted to just kind of open up the mic and see if you had any other recommendations for our uh, listeners regarding dealing with parents.
1: Yeah, so I I think I think there's a couple things that that uh that we we add on top of the things that we've already discussed that, that I think are great and one of those is is we we try really hard to to make sure that the moms in our program feel welcomed and included and wanted you know i think a lot of times the the baseball world and and obviously you know we we know why it's a it's a the baseball is a is a male driven game from the players to the coaches and you know, and, and there's obviously nothing wrong with that. But I think a lot of times, especially when they get to high school, the, the moms who have, you know, packed coolers for those kids since they were six years old and who have driven those kids all across the country or all across the state or the county or the city or whatever it is playing baseball. A lot of times, you know, a lot of times kind of, kind of have to take a back seat. And so we've tried really, really hard to make sure that that our moms know that that they're that they're wanted and they're included and that we need them in our program. You know, we every year, um, and this started, I guess after my first year here, so I guess we've been doing it three or four years now, um, we have a mother son Valentine's dinner. Um, so somewhere around Valentine's Day, give or take, um, we'll take a practice day and, and we'll stop a little bit early, not not too much, but a little bit early, give, the, give our guys time to go home and clean up. And we ask them to get dressed up. Um, we'll pick a restaurant in town and we'll reserve a room and we'll have a dinner with just our coaches and their wives or coaches and their mothers, if they're available, and our boys and their moms. And i've I've had some of our moms of players that have graduated that have come back and said that 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 event is one of the the single greatest nights of their son's high school career in their eyes. And obviously, you know I, I totally understand it's it's not about the parents. it's it's about the kids. and and our, our parents wouldn't you know they wouldn't question that either. But at the same time, I, I think it just goes a long way for those moms to know that, that that we're appreciative of, of what we do um, or of what they do. Excuse me. You know, the, the second thing is, you know, our, our moms and and our community and Alamo Heights is very unique in that it's a, it's a small town that sits right in the middle of San Antonio and it is a very, very close knit community. And so we try to use those connections and we try to use those relationships that are built. So for example, one of the things that we've done is, is we, we created a Bat Boy program where we have typically two Bat Boys per game, per home game that we play, and we have one of our moms that will coordinate that and run that, and she she takes the schedule and she fills the slots, and she will get on the phone or go around and talk to people and get them involved and get them to take part. I mean, she does an absolute tremendous job uh, and it's, it's great because she's involved and it gets our little league kids and little league families involved and just helps build that culture that we want to build. And the caveat to this is the mom that runs this program for us right now is an alumni mom. Hmm. So her son has graduated, but she Still feels connected enough to our program to, to want to contribute and be a part. We have another mom that her son graduated before I even got here. She coordinates the scheduling of all of our parents that work in the concession stand. And not, maybe not that a parent scheduling other parents is unique, but just the fact that, you know, trying to build that foundation of your parents being involved, I I think, just has tremendous, tremendous positive effects for years down the road. And sometimes we don't even know how long those positive effects are, are going to last. And so it's a great thing and, and hopefully something that uh, that we can continue doing and, and just keep getting better and better at as we go.
0: Well, that's awesome. And, and you guys do some really, really cool stuff. And uh, I'm sitting over here feverishly taking notes about, you know, I have this, uh, in Evernote, I have this future head coaches stuff that, that I would love to be able to do. And and be able to uh, pick up things from, from guys like yourself. Whenever I hear that it, that it, uh, that it's made an impact and and it's making you guys better. It gets people excited about your program and builds your culture. But if there's some coaches that, you know, want to reach out and and ask you some specifics about any of the stuff that you talked about, uh, what would be the best way to do that?
1: Sure. So uh, in terms of social media, I, I try to stay fairly active and, and get stuff out on social media as much as I can. And so Twitter is AHMuleBaseball. I'm on Facebook, Jason Thompson. And anybody can email me anytime. It's just jthompson at ahisd.net. Happy to visit with anybody, anytime, and, and uh, probably will learn as much from them as, as I would give anything. So that would be great if, if those opportunities were there.
0: Got it. Now, uh, coach Thompson, thank you again for coming on the show and, and the pleasure has been, you know, all mine and, and i I've learned a ton, but is there anything else that you'd really like to tell our listeners before you go?
1: No, I think it's just, uh, I think it would just be to, to value your parents. We have great parents and, and they, they do so many good things and, and they are such a critical part of our program. You know, I, I know I, I'm still learning every day and there there's certainly things that, you know, over over the course of a year that, that I could do better in terms of in terms of working with them. And, and those are always things that we try to reflect on. But, you know, I, th- I think it's just continually continually take a look at how you're working with those folks and understand that, that they are so critical to your success. And, and if you're going to tell them that they're critical to your success, then let them let them be a major part of it. And that that would be my my parting shot.
0: A huge thanks to Coach Thompson for coming on the show and sharing the culture that they are building at Alamo Heights. I think we would all agree that he's doing a fantastic job. And again, I can't thank him enough for coming on and sharing. Our first user write-in comes from Ben Sarter from Flower Mound High School. So he said that we will start with the preseason meeting for potential players and their parents before tryouts begin. In the first meeting, we will cover the following, tryout expectations and procedures the responsibility of coaches, parents, and players, and our coaching philosophy. I will also explain some of the details that come with making the team. Paperwork for parents, dates of future meetings, procedures, players have to follow, and game procedures for all levels. Our second meeting will be right after the rosters are set and is in conjunction with our Booster Club meetings. This meeting will give parents the chance to ask questions that they have about any of the procedures, rules, or philosophy. We'll use an agenda at the end of our meeting so we stay on track, and the topics will change depending on the time of year and the situations that have arrived, but mostly focus on what rules we have and why. The key during the meetings will be to clear up any misconceptions that occur during the year and create an openness which equates fairness. Our final meeting will deal with summer baseball and the end of the season issues. To prevent many of the meetings, we will combine these meetings with booster club meetings in an effort to combine tasks. We also have individual parent and coach meetings. Although our group of meetings will answer many of the questions and help set our tone for the season, there will be times when parents will have individual questions and concerns. Therefore, it's important to know when and why to communicate with a coach. In addition, it's important to understand the guidelines for obtaining information so that it does so professionally and rather than as a confrontation. First, I ask you to do a little thinking if you have a concern about our baseball policies. If appropriate, Talk with your son about your question. What's his perspective? Can he solve the problem himself? And then the second thing, we want to set up a meeting with a coach if you have a question. This should be an informational meeting where you ask questions, listen, and have a discussion. But emotions and language must remain professional. If questions remain, set up a meeting with the athletic director, coach, and yourself. We also talk about guidelines for questions. And it's fine to ask about the treatment of your child and how your son can improve, asking about his work habits and attitude and practice. How do you evaluate my child in terms of offense, defense, and team skills? What areas does he need to improve in? What drills can he do? But things that we do not allow to ask about his game strategies and other players. Our next write-in comes from Ray Atkinson with Northwest Bandits, and Ray started out with a fire quote and said, Quote, Every parent needs to know that they have the best interests of one player in mind, while our coach has the best interests of every player in mind. The 24-hour rule. Whenever there is an issue, you must wait 24 hours to bring it up. It cannot be brought up immediately following the game in the parking lot, and it gives parents, players, and a coach an opportunity to calm down. Another rule that they have is the player first rule. The player has to have the first conversation of any issue, and this is our attempt at improving the ability of players to own their game, and they must be mature enough to communicate with the coach about what they're feeling. Only when the problem consists after this player-coach conversation can the parents step in. He also wants to protect the coaches. When the parents do want to have a discussion, it is with the head coach of the entire organization. Ray will be the first one to have the conversation with the coach if he feels it's necessary. But he wants to be the medium and he wants to coach up the coaches and also coach up the parents. Next up we have Daryl Hernandez who said, My first step is to present parents at the beginning of the season a paper, which all players and parents sign, explaining how playing time is determined. But if a talk happens, I listen to all of their concerns and take them into account, and I'll never discuss another player, so if they mention another player, the conversation will end. I remind them that they are important to the program, and they are vital in their child's growth within the game. For the next write-in, we have an anonymous coach who said, How you deal with parents depends greatly on how the parents approach you fundamentally the approach is to have all the facts present in your mind lay the boundaries of the discussable items during the preseason meeting and have a team pledge signed by the parent athlete prior to the season communication can be initially via social media but once the exchange becomes more than two to three text messages then telephone or face-to-face becomes necessary but needs to be limited to the topics allowed from the preseason parent meeting it's important to limit the topics to manage effectively for instance Every parent wants you to play the best eight players plus their son, so playing time is based on the coach's decision because you're the ones observing every practice, every workout, every game, every body language, etc. Next we have Josh Wheeler, head coach at Munster High School, who said that, Before the season starts, I have a parent meeting. This helps set the tone of the program, and we talk about the schedule for the year and the procedures on how to bring a concern to the table. I love the 24-hour rule because we can address the concern. This allows the parents to calm down and hopefully to rationally think about the specifics of their concern. I put it out there that I'm here for the kids. I'm here to develop them and not the parents. I make sure they know that up front that I'm going to do what's best for their child and our program. It may not be what the parent or group of parents think is best, but at the end of the day, it's my decision. I make sure the parents know that we only talk about their son and how he or she can get better. We do not talk about playing time. And I let them know that I'll be honest with them and they may or may not agree with what I have to say. But again, I stress that I'm here for the kids and I want to do what's best for them on our team. I stress to the parents to come to me before going to the AD. I want them to know that I'm step one. I want them to know that I'm approachable and I do all of my program updates through the Remind messaging system. Parents are also to communicate with me through there. But when a conversation is required, I prefer to do a sit down face to face and we do not discuss any other kids besides theirs. We also don't talk about playing time. I think it's very important to listen to them and what they have to say and then respond after. Sometimes parents just want to feel heard, but at the same time, being consistent on only discussing their son and how he can get better. Having my own son on the team can also draw negative parent attention for whatever reason, and it's important for me to, as a coach, to make sure that I continue to reiterate the we don't talk about any other players rule. It's so easy to want to defend the reason why he's playing, but at the same time, it's never going to be heard with welcoming ears. Being from a small community, there are times when you may be approached at a community event or setting, and in this case, normally in my experience, continuing the conversation then is not a good idea. While maintaining the feel of being approachable, it's important to set guidelines on when and where, and I will encourage the parents to meet with me in a different, more professional setting, while also ensuring them that their concerns are being heard and are important. It's a very fine line and sometimes handled case to case. Guy Howard is our next write-in and said that we communicate with parents via email and a few parent meetings throughout the year. We're pretty strict when it comes to talks with parents, and we will talk with parents about fundraising, facility improvements, schedules, recruiting, and playing at the next level, etc. Of course, we love our parents and all that they do for the program, from helping with travel, to games, to running, concessions, to fundraising, but we have no room for playing time talks. We're very clear with our parents that if they wanna talk about their son and playing time, then we'll do so when they've turned in their son's jersey and no longer part of the program. Our approach is that we coach and they parent, we want to be really good with communicating with the players on where they stand, so there's no need for mom and dad to come talk to us if the kid already knows where he's at. Our next submission comes from Jim Macieski from Malden High School, and he said, early in my career as a coach, I used the term quote-unquote dealing in reference to interactions with our parents. It took me a long time to learn and understand that we need our parents in order to be successful both on and off the field. By need, we need their help with concessions, Fieldwork days, fundraising, special event organization, and most importantly, supporting all of our kids in a positive manner. As coaches, we know we are not going to make every single player and or parents happy, nor do we try. However, we do try our best to foster positive and supportive environments with all of our players and parents. In most cases, we've been successful. There are some where we have failed. We have a theory that when our teams have extremely helpful and supportive parents, the team is successful in terms of wins and making deep runs in the playoffs. In our experience at Malden, that theory has proved to be true. The first step that with communication with parents is through our players. We want our kids to communicate with their parents in regards to practice, weight training, fundraising, special events that we have, and we will provide a digital and hard copy of our schedule to our kids in three- to four-month blocks, June through August, September through December, January through April, and we will also utilize email and social media with reminders. We have a preseason meeting in January where we outline every single aspect of our program, including the tryout process. The meeting lasts about two hours, but we want to make sure all players, parents, coaches begin the season on the same page. Usually, parents from freshmen new to the program stay behind and ask individual questions on topics where they need clarification. It has taken me a long time as a head coach to feel comfortable involving parents with our program. Aside from the normal help with working concession stands, fundraising, and field work days, we tried to take in a different approach this season. The first thing we did was invite our senior mothers to picture day. We had them wear one of their son's jerseys and take a few pictures, and then we did a picture with all the seniors and all of their moms. For our last pitch dinner, my wife and I printed the pictures, purchased frames, and gave them to our senior moms, and we plan to include all of the players' moms next season. Another new thing we are trying to do is host a mom's clinic next winter for all of our moms and have the boys with them. This past season, for the first time, we did a dad strip. I'm a huge hockey fan, and my favorite team, the Buffalo Sabres, do one. The players' fathers travel with the team, typically on a West Coast or Florida trip. They attend the morning skates, practice, and have a box for the games. We played Bythewood High School at Flower Field, home of the single-A Greenville Drive, affiliated of the Boston Red Sox, on Saturday, March 17th. And I drafted a formal invitation for our senior fathers and asked the boys to deliver to their dads. We gave each of our dads a Malden game hat, and they took pictures with their son, they were in the dugout for BP and rode the bus with us downtown. With a few connections we've made over the years, we were able to provide food and drinks for our dads in the field box level named The Dugout. My wife and I also printed and framed pictures of our senior dads and presented them during our end-of-the-season banquet. We've had a very, very few occasions in nine years where the question, can we talk about my son, has been asked. We are very upfront with our kids and parents, and if there is a problem, we want to speak with their son first. Like every coach, we encourage our parents To allow their son to deal with any issue that may arise. It is our goal to be on the same page with the parents regarding academics, conduct, strengths, and areas for improvement. And we do this in a few ways. We meet with each player at the end of the summer, fall practice, and have exit meetings at the conclusion of the spring season. These meetings with some players are tough. And we tell them what they do well, where they fall short, and we try and keep it as open and honest as possible. If a parent does call after we have spoken with their son, we take the same approach, open and honest. They may not like what we have to say, but it's the truth. The result is the cause of the behavior, and we do not talk about other players, and we do not talk about playing time. We talk about the how, how we can improve to get more opportunities, and it doesn't have to be about physical skill. It can be about academic issues, conduct in the community classroom, etc. The line that we draw with parents is pretty simplistic. Be friendly, not their friends. Be open and honest. For our next user write-in, we have head coach Adam Williams who just finished his first year at Pickens High School. And he said, number one, parents are an important part of the program and we need parents to support the program and raise money, but i also wanna make them feel appreciated for their main role in supporting the program and the kids. Number two, I'm open to talks with parents, but three things that we won't talk about, and I call those the three Ps. Playing time, positions, or other people's kids. I try and delegate as much as I can as well, And with this being the first year at a new school, I handled a lot of different things myself, and I wanted to see who would work and who wouldn't. I plan on spreading the task out next season. Parents are sending us their most prized possessions, and I want parents to feel that I'm approachable and that I have their best interest in mind. And I will talk to parents about what they need to do to get better, but I stick with the three Ps mentioned above. The more problems I handle, the less the principal and the AD gets involved. And the less the principal and the AD are involved, the less stress that I have and I stay in good standing with the only boss that matters. A couple more things of advice. Be approachable. Parents don't have to like what you tell them, but be honest and speak in truth. Proper communication protocol includes player to coach, parent to coach, parent to admin if the problem can't be resolved. And if a parent asks a question, and I will usually, usually respond with, well, what did your son say the reason was for this? We have a great AD, and he usually asks, what did Coach Williams say? If they haven't asked or talked with me prior, he will not talk to them until they do so. So Nick Saban asked Mal Moore when he interviewed at the Alabama job and said, Who is my boss? Nick Saban wanted to know who he answered to. And at a job like Alabama, you have a lot of people that say they know what's best for the program. Parents are similar. They all have an opinion. But we must know who our boss is. The expectations of who we answer to are most important when it comes to parents. Make sure the boss is happy. That might come in the form of wins and losses, or it might come in the process of keeping people out of their office. For our last submission comes from Jeff Sherman from Marcus High School in Flower Mound, Texas. He has a parent meeting to go over his expectations, and they include philosophy. His philosophy is a living example. One, positive role model in the community, in the classroom, and on the field. Two, we are all a family, varsity to freshman. Number three, I will always have a plan, be prepared and with a purpose. Their core values, that there are students in the classroom first, than athletes, respectfully represent the city, school, and the program 24 hours a day, seven days a week, graduate confident and competent youth prepared to contribute to the future, and Marcus is bigger than me. For their conflict resolution, all parent conferences will have a player and at least one parent present. No email wars, phone messages, or after game meetings. As far as discipline goes, he said punctual, prepared, positive influences. All incidents will be dealt with on a case-by-case basis, i.e. team suspension, conditioning, etc. And then state law, district policy, school policy, athletic policy, and then program policy. And as a player, the game of baseball dictates the educational consequence. Be resilient, have charisma, and maintain composure. A huge thank you to the coaches who wrote in. I love these episodes and I can't thank you guys enough, but they're only good if we have people write in and participate. I love getting to hear the different perspectives from several different coaches in one episode and the feedback is always good. It's practical, it's actionable, and it always helps someone. So if you don't want to miss the opportunity to write in next time, make sure you sign up below for the mini clinic Monday email list or join ahead of the curve coaches Facebook group. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at AOTC underscore podcast. Have a great week.